Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And, uh, you know, we're just a couple goalies who have taken one too many pucks at head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. Uh, in this podcast, we mostly cover the NHL, but we'll also discuss the NWHL and other happenings around the hockey world. So, uh, you know, be sure to subscribe and uh, follow this channel on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and let us know what you think. And uh, make, definitely make sure to comment and uh, share hockey news, highlights, or videos uh, you think we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So that said, Steve, let's jump into the conversation here. We've been texting back and forth in the last couple of days, but let's let's jump into buyouts. This season's buyouts, you, you had Grabner, Lundqvist, Ryan. Oh, the, the power <laughs> defenseman for the Habs, Alsner. <laughs> Alsner, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, like, any any surprises by chance? Any of those surprise you at all? I don't think – there wasn't too many surprises. Like, you can see Lundqvist coming a mile away, right? Yeah. In that aspect, that's a lot of money to be tied up. Um, two young, good, solid goalies in their program already. Um, probably the most accelerated rebuild I've ever seen. Um, it didn't hurt that they got the number one pick this year just to throw that right in there too. So um, not a surprise. Ryan, you know, you again, you could see it coming. They're trying to dump all the sour they can, completely restock their team. I think I'm they surprised. did it right. I yeah. think Ottawa did that right. I think it was the right time to dump Ryan in that contract and honestly give Ryan an opportunity to perform in a team where he's wanted. Yeah, well, that's it. And the thing with Bobby Ryan is I'm surprised more teams didn't take a shot at him. Um, as a Montreal Canadiens fan, I would have taken a shot at him, offered him a million dollars because he's living in Ottawa, right? He's right there. It's not like it'd be a huge adjustment adjustment, but you know, good for the, you know, good for the Red Wings. You know, if he comes out, he performs, he could be a hot commodity for a bunch of other teams to jump on. Right. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I, I don't, there was, wasn't really any surprise in the buyout. It's just. What I'm what I'm sort of teetering on, man, is you know what's going to happen with a team like the Bruins is Rask coming back, is Char going to resign? Um, those are more of the interesting things for me. And then uh, you know back to the restricted free agent pile, man, or unrestricted free agent pile. Hoffman, the, yeah, yeah, Hoffman's Hoff- still not signed. Well, yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. There's there's some decent players out there again that are still not signed. So. It, Here's my thoughts. Is so, it, do you so think you any of this is related to arbitration? Like a team's waiting to see what happens in arbitration well, and yeah. maybe just make a decision on because well, honestly, like a lot of the like the goalies were just swooped up and a lot of the demon were but the forwards. Uh, I mean, and you're looking. I mean, a bunch of them were uh, not a lot of them, but a couple of them. The big name, the biggest names, were were swooped up. But in terms of uh, yeah, you them, know, arbitration, there's a lot of arbitration forwards right now. Well, no. So in normal times, right, you'd see those big names get snagged up pretty quick, or you'd hear a lot more chatter, right? And I think you're right because everybody's pinching their pennies right now, trying to figure out what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't doubt that one bit with arbitration. And then once that's all settled, then you're going to – I really think that's when you're going to see the team start to make the move on the other players and start trading. Because, um, you know, you got Hoffman, Granlund, Duclair, Votnin, Hallock, ah, Kovalchuk, whatever, um, yeah. Galchenyuk, Hamanek, and Anthony Sioux, right? Yeah. So of those, you know, Hoffman, Granlund, you know, Duclair, because of his history, hit or miss, right? But Hall and Votnin right away there too, and Hamanek. How the hell's Hamannick not found a home? <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, like, a lot of these guys haven't. And, I mean, I'm looking at a lot of these guys that are available, 
and you know, as a Sabres Caps fan here, I'm like, and <laughs> I, I think it would be just stupid for the Bruins to give up Chara, man. I don't care. You got to send him to a seven hundred thousand dollar contract for the year. You bring him back. He is he's part of Boston right now. I know he's played with the Isles and the in the sense. Yeah, but I wonder such, what's but, going. But I wonder what's going on there though, right? Because I think Chara hinted that it, you know he'd want to come back. I but did. I wonder, but I wonder. But now that that Krug's taken care of, I wonder if that's now you know cleared it, right? So maybe he's taking just, his time, seeing where COVID goes. Oh yeah, that's the thing is there, there's so much stuff up up in here. You don't know why you know a lot of decisions a lot of players and teams are making. Like you know, look at Rass, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of Boston fans are still mad at him. If I caught word that my newborn was struggling a bit, I'd be out. Yeah, it's exactly it. No hesitation whatsoever. I'm back home. I don't blame the guy one bit whatsoever. And in the end, it is just a game. And he's got his cup. He's got his millions. What else do you need to prove, right? You don't. You take care of your family at that point. I don't care who you are and what profession you're in. You take, man, your family's going to be there after your profession's over. You got to take care of them. Let's talk about some of these guys who retired here, man. We had we did have some big names and some names people might not know. I, I know there's going to be some big names here, so I'm just going to shout out right now the goalie because we're goalies. Richard Bachman, who only played about 49 games in the NHL. I mean, you know, played with Vancouver, Utica, and I think he was in the uh, the, the Swedish Hockey League and Oskarsham, and, but he's called it quits. Awesome for him, you know, being able to make the NHL. It would have been great to see him in a little bit more games. But, you know, he's more talented than I am. But, unfortunately, the goalie market in the National Hockey League, unless you're in the top 30, man, you're not making it. But, you know, congratulations on him. Limited, but still NHL career. And then some of the bigger names that decided to retire this year. Uh, let's start with uh, Dan Hammes, man. Yeah, good career. Yeah, you know, nothing. Uh, I mean, he had a great career. And, I mean, I'm just, I'm a goalie fan, man. So, you know, it's like... He, I think he retired out of Nashville because he was he did he spend he did, did he spend his entire he didn't spend his entire career in Nashville did he? Uh, Hamus I have no 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 Hamus I believe I believe he was in Vancouver for a while. Yeah, um, okay, there it is. Yep. Yeah. Oh uh, well, then he got like Mike Green, you know the longtime cap. I think he went to Detroit and then I think he retired out of Edmonton. Yeah, he didn't get any cups though, right? I don't think so. No, I, he, he, he went to Detroit. Like, he was in Detroit, I think, when uh, the Caps won their cup or in Edmonton. But no, he never got a cup. Yeah, so he was gone before they took their run. That's right. Yeah. But again, congratulations on his career. You got Chris Stewart, was a short-time Buffalo Sabre. Was he in Philly for his last run? Not sure, because he was, he was sort of a journeyman for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not sure where he ended up. Those are some of those peripheral guys now, right? So, yeah, let's see where, because I remember, yeah, I remember Stewart being on a lot of different teams. Yeah. He Wasn't he in Atlanta as well? Yeah, well, he was. Yeah, definitely. I, I would have made him a Jet, too, right? Yep. Yes. Maybe if he wasn't traded beforehand. No, I almost remember, um, you know, I think I remember him being on the Jets. Um, oh, well, it doesn't say Atlanta. This is, and it probably was Atlanta, unless they grabbed him afterwards, right? Because they may just be lumping on in the... Yep, yeah, okay, that made, that explains why I thought Chris Stewart played with the Thrashers. Anthony did. All right. Yeah. Well, anyway. Matt Niskanen, sorry, last, last <laughs> retirement we haven't <laughs> talked about was Matt Niskanen. Again, another uh, cap, I think he ended in Philly. Got himself a cup, so. Yep. No, I mean, he, he had a great career, and so that's just, uh, those were the retirements, the buyouts. So one of the other things I kind of wanted to bring up here, uh, Chicago sending a uh, letter out to its fans about rebuilding. So what do you think that means for the superstars, man? 
Well, the fact that you know the first thing I heard when I saw that come out was the captain Jonathan Taves had no idea about this whatsoever. <laughs> really? Seriously? Yeah, he didn't know. He had no idea about this. I think that that would have ticked me off as, as a captain. Uh, yeah, just a little bit, right? So, um, I don't know if that's a message sent to their star players. Um, because okay, so let's take a look at the Blackhawks, right? You know, well, let's he, talk about the top three. You know, Keith, Kane, and, and Taze. I'm sorry if I'm one of those three guys. We're moving into a rebuild. Bye. Uh, it's time for me to go. Let's me let me go to some place where I can contribute to a cup. I'm not contributing to a rebuild. I'm not I'm not Bobby Ryan going to Detroit contributing to a rebuild. I've I've got a top contract. I'm a top player. I want to go to a top. Yeah, player. but who do you, who? Okay, so there. The, if the Hawks organization want to hold on to somebody, who are you holding on to? Who's going to be at the cornerstone to do your rebuild? And which one of these guys do you think would put up with it and want to do a rebuild? Out of these three? Yep. You keep the captain. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, but does Captain Sirius want to stick around for a rebuild? I don't think so. I don't think any three of these guys want to stick around. Does Duncan Keith want to stick around for a rebuild? I mean, and me as a Sabres fan, I, I want Kane back home. It's kind of like how the Eichel fans out of Boston want him back there. I'll take Kane, man. Bring him back to Buffalo. You know, I would love to see Patrick Kane as a Buffalo Sabre. Like, that would just make my day. If you're Kane, Keith, and Taze, who's going to be able to take on those contracts? And who wants to... Honestly, I don't think there's a team that doesn't want to take on that talent. i take Taze or Kane. I mean, personally, for me, I don't think we need... Buffalo doesn't really need Keith. We need goalies. Don't even get me started on arbitration talks right now with Allmark and Ryan Hart. We've re-signed both of them. We need goaltending in Buffalo. I, I think with, when you're talking about Kane, Keith, and Taze, okay, so hypothetically speaking, they lose all three because not one of those three want to stick around. I think if I think if one of the three stick around there, it's Keith. Am I wrong? I don't know about that. I think he's got the most reasonable contract to move. So if he, he does. was interested, if he was, if he was looking to get out and keep going after Cubs, right? So you've got the legacy, right? Three we need the D-man bad. Who, which team looking uh, for Cup? Well, I mean, well, we're talking I'm, Toronto, right? But Toronto I'm, can't afford it. That's what I'm saying. I'm not comparing. Votnin's not a bad defenseman, and he's hanging out there right now, right? So, so the thing though, you want defensemen that can bring, you know, uh, or you want to add players that have Cup experience because it's so important. But if Chicago wants to do this, they're asking for a huge price on Keith, right? Because Keith is apparently the most in shape guy they've ever seen. He just doesn't stop. He's a machine. So. As much as anybody wants them, what are you willing to give up for them? What do you have to give up for a Taves or a Kane if you want to load those huge contracts? Who do you think goes? Like, who do you think goes for these players? Like, hypothetically, Keith. Like, what team has the pieces to move to Chicago so Chicago can rebuild, but can take on Keith so they can have solid defense because they're lacking it and they're looking for a potential cup run? What team has that in the National Hockey League? Yeah, but it's a team. But see, this is the problem, right? It's a team that's. Looking for a cup runner, just been on the cusp of one, right? That's got enough young talent, or you know, enough mix of players that they want in one load. There's not many out there, you know, because you look at teams like as a Montreal Canadian, love to see them on there, but I'm not willing to give up any of our young talent for Duncan. Could Keith Dallas take point. on? Could Dallas take on Duncan Keith? Like, how is Dallas? Dallas obviously made the the finals and. Well, they, and you know, their lost, D, but their their D was big, aggressive, and then also fast, right? Yeah. So I, I don't think I don't think the defense was there was their issue, right? It was just scoring towards the end of it. But that happens. Goal scores are shaky. Yeah. Ben played Ben played well, but 
So did so did Sagan. Uh, he can't stand Radulov. How about the Isles? <laughs> Possible, but uh, but here's okay. Here's the issue, right? Yeah. The NHL has shifted gears now, right? It's a lot of teams. You've got to keep the young talent and keep pouring it on. There's only so many older veterans you can bring on in, and you don't want to give up the farm for them, right? So I'm not saying Keith's not worth it, but who would you trade off of the Islanders, for example? Uh, let me jump on to Cap Friendly. Little pitch there for Cap Friendly. I'm like, I don't know. Like, uh, I, honestly, uh, looking at what the Isles got here, what is uh, <laughs> Duncan Keith's contract? It's like 5.6 mil or something like that, right? It's, that's not it a bad it's not a, it's bad, not a contract. bad contract. Seabrook's no. contract was their nightmare, and nothing against Seabrook, another hell of a defenseman. I just thought Keith was better, and Keith had a lower contract. I'm just, honestly, their their defense is you know Boychuk, Letty, Hickey, Pellick, Mayfield, Dobson, and Pulak. And actually, my buddy across the street here is uh, friends with Mayfield's brother, as they are both uh, pilots, and so. He was pretty excited to see the Isles go as, as far as they did this thing. But looking at who they'd give up, honestly, I think they, they've they definitely got some great talent on this team. And honestly, the Isles are kind of like that. I'm looking at the Isles like that Vegas Golden Knight build. Like they, they have some big names on this team. I'm not going to say that they don't. They have some big names on this team, but they're kind of that, that gritty, you know, first season Golden Knights build. You know what I mean? They built a lot of players that are perfect for what they are trying to accomplish without having crazy good names. I mean, yeah, they got Jordan Everly, Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, uh, Johnny Boychuk and stuff. But even then, Johnny Boychuk, he's getting older, man. And what? So he was injured. So what? Boychuk? Uh, yeah, he was injured. Uh, I think it was game two. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he would. You know, he he took it pretty hard on. He, I, I don't know if it was two hits in a row that were high on him. I forget what, you know, I don't even know, you know, what his condition was. He never came back from the playoffs, I don't believe. So they ran with without one of their top defensemen and one of the guys that could, you know, in normal circumstances, punish other guys. But yeah. that, the problem is, okay, so going back to what I was saying, though, man, you can look at everybody's lineup, right? What are you, who are you willing to give up, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, as, as me as a Sabres fan, I'm not taking on, I'm not taking on Duncan Keith, uh, but... I could find I could find space for Taze or Kane. So let's yeah. move on to those two because honestly we could we could be on Duncan Keith conversation for hours. So Taze and Kane, who do you think they fit best into? Like who needs who needs that talent? A lot of teams need that talent. Well, who, who no, can afford that talent? Right yeah, but that's exactly it, right? Who can afford to take on that contract, right? Um, like let's just say let's take a look at Taze, right? Looking for a leader to push you through the playoffs. I'm jumping Colorado, back on to Cap Friendly to look at Chicago's contract. Take, take a look. If I, if I was Taves and I wanted to be traded to certain teams, I would look at the Colorado Avalanche. Um, I wonder if he'd be willing to go back to his hometown in Winnipeg. Why wouldn't he? For like, do you think he, honestly? If the, okay, so let's talk about Winterpeg, right? Let's talk about like Jonathan Taves. Is that where he's from? Yep. All right. Well, Laney, like, are they going to be able to resign him? Oh, Liney, so Liney is now content because they brought back uh, Stastny. Um, so he just wanted his buddy to come back? Is this like a whole... Uh, well, I don't uh, know if there's oh, so man, much what are those Minnesota boys? Uh, Zach Parise and... Um, oh, the two that were signed for enormous contracts, and it's just... It's never really it's kind of screwed the wild ever since. It's not yeah. Sutton. What is the guy's last name? Sutter. Sutter. God, I knew I was yeah. close. Yeah, so Sutter and Parise, right? The Minnesota boys going back there and... And signing big contracts to go home. Obviously, that didn't work. So why would Winterpeg bring back Saxon just to keep a line? 
No, no. So, so Liney was Stassi. Liney, apparently, what his argument was, he didn't have a, a good steady center to play with after Little got injured. So he was getting a little frustrated. So right. apparently the, the, the talk, as soon as they got Stassi to come back, cool down Liney. So that's good, you know, for them. But I'm just saying, if you're looking at a team, if you really want to make that change in your locker room and get that drive back, right? Because Winnipeg still played well without Bufflin. Um, Yep. You know, but it seemed like Bufflin was a big driving force in that locker room. Then you had the ugliness of last season, right? That, yep. and I think he's got like a Peter Forsberg-esque type of ankle injury going on. Going back to Teves there, yeah. Teves added, you know, to any team because he brings that proven leadership, right? He's he's won at every level again. Yeah. And, you know, multiple cups played, you know. The, the, the funny part is Teves is, you know, He's not a big guy, but he's not scared to go into the corners. He's not scared to fight. He plays through injuries. You know, because it's funny, my dad's a huge Hawks fan. And there was a, you know, I forget where I was, but it was a pass from Taves to Kane. And Kane buries it. You know, and I was even excited to see that goal. It was like nice passing play. And, you know, talk about a threat coming down the ice. But I looked at my dad and said, Taves isn't shooting. What's going on with him? And you find out he had an injury, right? I don't know if it was a wrist or an arm injury. But Taves just wasn't shooting the puck. But any team would look at Taves, but then it comes down to the cost, right? That's a lot of money. Ten and a half mil for an extra years. Can you afford it? The thing is, it's not a terrible for Taves. For the no, talent level of Jonathan Taves, ten and a half mil for three years, that's a solid. If you can afford it, you're taking it. Yeah, but that's, again, a team that, so where a Taves or, you know, a Kane makes sense, you know, because Kane's super talented, but it'll it'll die off after a little while with everybody else, right? Yeah. But it's... I honestly, as a Sabres fan, I don't know why we're not making a move for Kane. Of course, again, this is just me being a homer there, but, you know, I, I would love to see Patrick Kane. And yeah, are you I'd be to willing up, to... Are you willing to give up Eichel and yep. you know, somebody else in the first for that? So you're going to trade away your future for a, short, for a short term now? No, I, I honestly think Kane's a more talented player, and Buffalo needs to win now. Buffalo isn't trying to win in five or six yeah, but years. Still, but the thing is, even if you add Kane, so going back to your problem, you need a goalie. I don't care yeah, if all yeah, of a you brought in Ovechkin and Kane on your team. Goaltending's going to let you down. So that's that's what, that's my point. is, And then you also got to look at Kane is, okay, do you want to go somewhere and be a god for a while? Like he's already a god in Chicago, right? He yeah. can go anywhere. So those guys, if they're going to be traded, they're going to dictate where they want to go. They're going to want to go to a winner, right? They're not going to want to And close. honestly, Kane and Taze aren't trying to be in a, in a rebuild no matter what. So honestly, trying to find teams that can afford Taze right now and it, who's who's got the money. Toronto Maple Leafs are going to do it. They're going to tra- trade their third and fourth lines. Don't get Maple Leafs fans started. <laughs> they're going to be like, we can we can bring them on yeah, too. We can do know? it. We, we don't need these other lines. So we'll just play with these ones. We'll be fine. Yeah, we just need one line. That's all we need. Try to figure out where they're going to go. But if I'm if I'm Kane, Taze, or Keith right now, I, with a rebuild, I want out of Chicago. Yeah, we could really keep going on that forever too. But I also yeah, kind of want to get on a little bit more funny subject here. Not funny, but kind of funny. Elliot Friedman's beard, man. He shaved it. Yeah, no, I, I noticed that. So the one thing I can say is an envious because I just cannot grow a thick, bushy beard like that. I, I can't do it. If I could, I would do it. Uh, but mine, you know, is I could scrub you know, pots with it all day long. It's irritable. It sucks. So when I see somebody with an impressive beard, I, you know, like that's and he had it. one, man. When during the playoffs, I'm looking at his beard going, that is just majestic. Yeah. Well, the problem was though, it took up all the camera. Like you could barely see the guy's eyes in it, you know, kind of just dwarfed himself in his massive beard. 
It just um, seems like he joined like a uh, Brett Burns fan club right there. And I'm like, here we go. <laughs> Brett Burns and Joe Thornton. Here we go. You yeah. know, Ellie Friedman jumping in there. The three of them are going to be hanging out on like some Island somewhere in some new NHL show. <laughs> you know? yeah, it was a hell of, it was a hell of a beard, but I saw that he, you know, shaved it back, which by the way, of all the, you know, there's a lot of, you know, you know, sportscasters, you know, I like Friedman. He always seems to be, you know, uh, straightforward on par. I, but anyway, the guy seems to be bang on, you know, with everything he says. You know, I've got yeah. – my, my issues are people with bias. Like, I, you know, when I usually watch TSN, the Toronto Sports Network, I want to gag because it's just so uh, – We want to talk about whew, what the NHL might look like next season since they, they announced some big delays and there is not official, but there is some discussion of a Canadian division and what those ramifications might look like. We're going to talk about maybe the sports cards coming back. Like that's exciting news for me as a nineties kid. And then we're actually, hopefully maybe going to try to actually get into the, uh, the playoffs from uh, 2020 with, you know, some top thoughts from, from that. I guess uh, me and uh, me and Steve will wrap this up here. You know, thank everyone for listening again. Yeah. And also uh, be nice to your goalies. Let's not, be nice to your goalies. Don't shoot on them when they turn around and grab a drink of water, because that's how uh, that's how that's how fights break out. Okay. But uh, uh, yeah, again, thank you everyone for listening in. Again, this is Pigeonhole Hockey. We'll catch you next time.